0: Well Friday night was really amazing I I just um, appreciate what God is doing right now Because I know the answer to the mess we're in The answer is the glory of the Lord Filling the house of the Lord I mean this house but You know his manifest presence And uh, our nation has gotten into the wrong lane You know we've gotten into the left lane How many of you know if you stay in the wrong lane too long You're eventually going to have a head on collision You got to get back in the right lane And uh, I don't know if the world is going to fix itself I think the answer is you and me We're the answer It's not in the White House It's in God's house And uh, we've got to be filled with his purpose We've got to be running the race We've got to be doing all that he's called us to do in this hour How many of you know that's true? Now, um, you know we were looking at the glory of the Lord I want to just remind you of a few things And then there's something I wanted to share this morning It won't take too long, but but I want to impart it Because we're not going to back down We're not going to back down You know I've got a good example They don't like Rick because of his stance Well the Lord said something about that He said you know it's not a good thing when men speak well of you You know whoa when men speak well of you And I hear rumors sometimes they don't speak that well of us And uh, you know the enemy probably thinks You know he's you know whatever I don't know what he's thinking but I just know that God is good And I'm not, this is about him And we want to speak his word One of the reasons he's remained among us Is because we're lifting the banner of truth If we ever lower the banner I'm not sure he's going to remain At least to the degree that he wants to Because the church is the pillar And the support of the truth I mean, if you know that? But when his glory comes There's going to be some things that Initiate and actually proceed The glory, how many of you know what that is It's in the book of Haggai It's the great Shaking, say great shaking So in, or, in other words To have a great awakening We're going to have to have some great shaking And I was thinking this morning I woke up early and made some changes And just some thoughts that I believe The Lord was speaking But whenever you're shaking somebody What are you trying to do Trying to Wake them up Wake them up! Do you think maybe the church has, in America as a whole, has grown a little sleepy, and we need, an, we need an awakening? Also, you need to get their attention because there's danger ahead. You know, I so appreciate my father that day, then when I was a little boy and we were fishing, he was, and he told me, he said, "Now, son, don't get too close." To the water, the bank, because it was turbulent water. He said, "Don't get too close, because if you get too close, you're going to fall in." And I got too close, and I fell in. He warned me, but I thank God he didn't just, you know, leave me. He reached down and picked me out of the water. I think that's that's the way our God is. But it's also, I think, to awaken us because it's a new day, and there's assignments, there's purposes that God wants us to fulfill. Does that make sense? Now how are we to respond to the shakings going on in this hour? Well you could run to the hills and hide Some people want to do that You can just hide out But you're not going to stay hidden The shaking is also to get you out of your comfortable place But anyway, what do you do? Number one, remember the book of Haggai And this is all from the scripture Number one, what did he tell the people? He told Zerubbabel, Joshua and all the people to remain strong you got to be strong in this hour And the only way we're going to be strong Is to have the joy of the Lord And to remain in His presence In His presence, is fullness of joy And the joy of the Lord is our strength Secondly, keep your hand to the plow You don't give up, you don't quit You don't just say, well, God, they don't like me So I'm going to go home Listen The devil will never like you. And if you're looking to be liked, you're in the wrong business. You know, so you just keep your hand to the plow. People talk about you. Whoopee. Good. The more the better. If you even think about living holy and godly in Christ Jesus, you will suffer persecution. You don't even have to live holy. You just think about it. And the enemy will seek to trip you up The next thing is Remember he said in that book of Haggai I am with you I am with you Got to remember Jesus said And lo I am with you always Even when To the end of the age And I've always felt that meant Especially at the end of the age That we're going to know his manifest presence The next thing in that book It speaks about his word That he covenanted with us Or that he promised and uh, we must remember the promises of God, the promises that God made you. You don't forget them. You write them out if you've if you got to remind yourself. Remember what God promised you. And remind him often. I mean, if you know, that's, that, that's a very important principle. You remind God of what he said. Not that he forgot, but he wants you to remember. And then also he said, my spirit that is upon you Remember I place my spirit upon you And I'll never forget That day when I knelt down at, the, in the, at that Location in Mississippi and, and I asked God To fill me with the Holy Spirit and, and I didn't feel anything When I asked him to do that But then after I asked him to do that I saw the evidence how he had heard my prayer And he put his hand And I'm telling you his hands upon all of us if you sought him, you've asked him, he's with you. And then do not fear. You know, there are a lot of reasons that um, you could move off into fear today. How many of you heard, was it Project Veritas? And how you know they've been doing these undercover operations? And they went into interview the what was it, one of the heads of CNN. And he basically told. On the interview exactly what we knew was happening anyway And that is they are promoting lies in order to stir up fear among the people And that's exactly what their purpose is My own opinion is it's probably 100% propaganda Maybe about that much percent truth And so you have to be wise and be discerning in this hour Now going back to the book of Haggai We looked at that scripture 44.4 How many of you remember what it says It says in the glory of the Lord Filled the house of the Lord And I fell on my face And I'm telling you When the glory of the Lord Really comes to the house of the Lord To the degree that God wants to come We're going to get a lot of face time In his house I'm just telling you I believe that And I've been looking for that and uh, so anyway we spent some time And I'll just review quickly You know what happens when the glory comes He separates And you can find that in the book of uh, Ezekiel In the preceding chapter And the Lord is, is separating now The sheep from the goat The wheat from the tares And we won't go into all of that again The next thing His glory would come in His way How many of you know God wants things done His way it may not necessarily be our way. If I, the last time I looked, He is Yahweh. I'm not Yahweh, and so I think one of the purposes of the shaking is God wants to convince us that it's not our way, it's His way. And He will build His church. And He promised the church that I'm building, the gates of hell will not prevail against. And we talked about that. And then the next, we spoke about how his voice would be heard. When the glory of the Lord really fills the house of the Lord, to the degree that God wants to do it, we're going to hear his voice like we've never heard it before. I believe there's a prophetic sign that God raised up a trumpet as a leader in our nation. And that was really a prophetic sign of the trumpet of the Lord that was being Spoken but they moved that trumpet out And now guess who's going to be the trumpet You and me And remember the scripture Set the trumpet to your mouth You don't set the trumpet in your closet I used to play the trumpet when I was in high school Shirley played the trumpet We hadn't gotten our trumpets out in years I got to get my trumpet out again I don't even know where it is You know where yours is I think it's in the basement I think it may be in the attic, But we got to get them out Now I'm not talking about a literal trumpet I'm speaking about Being bold speaking What God puts in your heart to speak Speak the word of the Lord What are you waiting on This is the time And then that we spoke about how The entire earth Shone with his glory Remember out of the book of Haggai And I know that the enemy right now Is is he has a dream the, You know he's, he has these plans Of a global You know whatever he, Everything is global Global government Global digital currency You know global religion I heard recently The Pope made some statement And um, people should Call him to the task You don't just accept what he said But he said people do not need To own any possessions Well you know that's the plan of the enemy So there's this global working Global virus Global answer to the virus It's a global affair How many of you know what God is going to do It's a global affair Because he said the whole earth Will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord So wouldn't it just be like the enemy He's doing these global things but God has a global plan. And then the glory is the remedy to the current path that we're on. It's the remedy. We got to get out of the lane that's leading us to the head on collision. And you remember, we read out of that in Ezekiel 43 that the Lord was coming to destroy the city. How many of you remember that? There was a coming destruction. You know, the Lord didn't back away from that message. Now men and women today Have backed off of that God will speak anyway He doesn't need them He will speak And the wages of sin is death America is currently On the path of destruction How many of you think That could possibly be true? But the answer Is the church And it's the glory of the Lord Filling the house of the Lord That makes sense? You should go back And read Ezekiel 44 And 43 And if you You'll see that I'm not just blowing smoke That I'm not just giving you my opinion You know we don't preach our opinions We preach the word of the Lord Every opinion is going to be made known in this hour That it was simply that man or that woman's opinion And God's word is going to remain It's only his word His word endures forever Say forever Now I know I'm preaching to the choir this morning But I want to get to the main thing Oh how about this You know the the Cherokee Indians gave us You know the First Nations gave us this big blanket And it was a few weeks ago we Officially welcomed them back And they gave us that as a gift And he told me if I take a picture of it And send it to him he'd tell me what it means and so I better do that because we need to know what it means. But when they gave it to us, it sounded like it meant really some good things. And, um, and I personally believe it's a prophetic sign that they're moving back into the region. And uh, men maybe have all kinds of other opinions, but I do believe that God is its part of a prophetic picture for what he wants to do, and he's returning the Cherokees back to before they were run off. Through the trail of tears But God is doing a great work How many of you know that? And I'm just so honored that I could be a part Of what God is doing in this hour Now The title of the message this morning is Standing up when others are backing down You got it? Somebody's going to have to stand up Now a lot of people don't mind standing up In the privacy of their home but and that is there's a place for that in intercession, standing your ground, not backing up. You know, telling the devil where to go. You should tell him often. He has no place with your children, your son, your daughter, your family, and you can do that in the privacy of your home. But the odds are greater today that we're and that we're dealing with it an entire. Earth, the planet Earth is in jeopardy. And the only hope is Jesus Christ, but it's Christ in us, which is the hope of glory. And so we've got to be those that stand up in this hour. You know, I told you about that um, billboard that I saw as I was going up to the Blue Ridge Parkway one day. It's still there, and I've seen it in other places. It's a big billboard that just simply says, stand out. It's time to stand out. And it is, it's time to stand out, stand up, stand for something The only thing necessary for evil to prosper Is that the righteous do nothing And the righteous have to stand up So I want you to go with me to uh, Daniel chapter 3 Say Daniel chapter 3 And let's look at this And it won't take too long to share this this message I'm going to share it and then we're going to pray for an impartation Because you may not be in the same battles that I'm in And I'm not in the same battle that you're in But we're all in battles How many of you right now are facing battles Physical, you know, whatever There are battles going on Family, sickness, you know, whatever it may be There are battles Well, we're made for this Say, I'm made for this We really are We're made for the times And we're made for the battles Because ultimately the battle is not ours The battle is the Lord's And God's going to show himself strong Through a people that are doing his will You don't get to heaven because you simply know about him You know the devils in hell know all about God They know him That's not their entrance into heaven It's those who do the will of their father there are many that say Lord, Lord But they didn't do the will of their father Remember that scripture over in Matthew chapter 7 Now Daniel chapter 3 I want to read a number of verses So stay with me and then we'll go back And it's, it won't take too long I promise this morning I was just amazed Fr- Friday night was one of those it was, I don't know if I want to say rare Well sometimes it is rare But the anointing was amazing It was like a liquid glory. I'm just so thankful, God. I just I told Shirley I went home, and I said, you know, I don't listen. I live for moments like that, when His glory, when when everything you say is like, "Thus saith the Lord," and then some. You know, I don't I don't know. Maybe you didn't hear it that way, but I spoke it that way, and I'm very grateful for God. I I don't take this lightly. I don't take it for granted. His anointing is a precious costly thing And that's something else God is shaking up Not everybody that says they have an anointing Really has an anointing from the Holy One They have an anointing okay It's an anointing of another spirit And that's why the word says test the spirit To see if they are of God Because there are many false prophets That have gone out into the world And so you're going to be held accountable As to whether you tested them or not You don't just take everything for granted And say this is the word of the Lord No, you test You be like the Bereans and you go home And see if these things are of the Lord To see if they are as they say they are Because there are many false prophets That have gone out into the world But anyway, all right, get to the subject Say, I'm listening Okay, so keep listening I'm looking around if anybody dozes off I'm going to sick some, I would sick Jerry on you, but Jerry is in Florida today, and it'd be hard for him to get to you. He'll be back next week. Verse 1, Nebuchadnezzar, the king made an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits and width 6 cubits, and he set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. And King Nebuchadnezzar sent word to gather together all, you know, the administrators and the governors and the treasurers and the magistrates and all. And they were dedicating this image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So the satraps and the administrators and the governors and all of them, they gathered together. And verse 4 Then a herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded, O peoples and nations and languages. That at the time you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the Larry, the psaltery in symphony With all kinds of music you, will ball, you, will, you shall fall down and worship the gold image And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning fiery furnace So at that time when all the people heard the sound and all the people, the nations and the languages They fell down and they worshiped the gold image Which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up This is another example of a global affair They're demanding global allegiance Everyone on the planet has to bow down to this image And then in verse 8 Therefore at that time certain Chaldeans came and, and accused the Jews And they spoke and said to King Nebuchadnezzar O king live forever You O king have made a decree That everyone when they hear the sound Of all the instruments shall bow down And whoever does not fall And worship shall be cast into the midst Of a burning fiery furnace And there are certain Jews Whom you've set over the affairs In the province of Babylon And you know who they are Who are they? Shadrach, Meshach And Abednego And O king have not These have not paid due regard To you They do not serve your gods or they worship the gold image which you set up Nebuchadnezzar was in rage and fury And he gave the command to bring these three to them So they brought these men before the king And Nebuchadnezzar said, is this true? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego Is what I hear true or is it a rumor? He didn't say rumor But he asked is it true that you do not serve my gods Or worship the gold image which I've set up And then he gave them a second chance In verse 15 he said now we're going to play the music And you get an opportunity But if you do not worship you shall be cast immediately Into the midst of a burning fiery furnace Now this is the question that he asked And I believe this question is being asked today in America and it's being asked I believe in many nations and who is the God who will deliver you from my hand I believe that's being asked right now the powers of darkness are asking the American church who is the God that's going to deliver you out of my hand well Shadrach Meshach and Abednego they answered and they said to the king oh Nebuchadnezzar we have no need to answer you in this matter If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us. Say, he's able to deliver me from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. Now look in verse 18. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Now we already spoke That quote was I forget the man's name I could think when I walk out I'll think of who it was it's Burke, Arthur Burke Somebody I forget He said the only thing For evil to triumph Is for good men And women to do nothing How many of you know This is not the hour To do nothing The do nothing crowd God's not looking for The do nothing crowd He's looking for those That will do his will his will he 'll put his hand he 'll put his stamp upon those that are willing and, and they 're stepping out regardless of the cost and it will be costly and um, you can 't back down. I'll give you some examples. David, still a shepherd boy before he was made king, he stood up against the threatening evil of his day, he stood before Goliath and he said, "Who is this uncircumcised philistine?" That would taunt the armies of the living God. Everybody else was running in fear. But David stood up to the threat. Elijah stood before the prophets of Baal. He was greatly outnumbered. And he challenged the corruption. And the spiritual darkness of his day. And he proved that there was a God over Israel. And that he was God's man that God had chosen. And then Moses, remember, he... Chose to suffer with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. How many of you know there are pleasures in the world, but they're passing pleasures? And he that makes himself a friend of the world is an enemy of God. And but Moses chose to be a friend of God and he obeyed God, he followed and he stood up against the darkness of bondage and captivity. And God used them to do what would what looked impossible. And then Gideon, remember, they were all hiding from the Midianites in the wine press, and they probably were nudging, "Hey, you go, you go, you, you go, you go. I'll go after you." You, ever, you know what I'm talking about? You know, it's like when we went into this, you know, Disney World haunted house. I'm just playing around. I wasn't serious. I said, "Surely you go first." You know what I mean And she went first because she knew She loved that place but anyway what's the name of it that I don't know what the name is The Haunted Mansion and remember And How many of you have been to the Haunted Mansion She'll go first and I'll follow But that's the way it was They were all hoping somebody else would go first But Gideon all of a sudden He gets a prophetic word And the word is Oh you mighty man of valor I, The Lord God is with you And so Gideon rose up Believe what God said about him And you know the rest of the story How God even though his numbers dwindled You know he went down to only 300 or so And God showed himself strong against the darkness of that day Stephen stood before the accusers that were facing him And, uh, and he was facing certain death And there was an angelic radiance The glory of the Lord appeared And he looked up and he saw the glory of God and God was his Redeemer and then his Savior. And so it is in this day and time. God is looking for those whose heart is faithful to him. I can tell you the Spirit of the Lord is now moving all across the face of the earth, looking for those whose hearts are faithful, who are loyal. They're not loyal to a creed, they're not loyal, you know, to some belief system. They're not loyal to any really human government I thank God I'm an American And we bless God that he put us in our nation But my allegiance is to a higher authority My allegiance is to the King of Glory It's to him, it's to Jesus Christ And the Spirit of God is looking for those Who will not simply comply to the mandates of the hour But they know who their God is And you know that scripture says And who is the God who will deliver you from my hand Now I want to just look There are about six things They're really quick Okay, Say they're really quick That we need to understand And I think is found in this story Because Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego Did not back down And so let's look at their example First of all we must understand Now this is not necessarily in the scripture But I was reminded of this And I felt like the Lord said you need to emphasize this until the light comes on and remember Isaiah 60 it says behold darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness the people right but what's going to happen the glory of the Lord will arise over you and the kings and the gentiles the lost will come to the brightness of your arising we do a great disservice to people When we only focus on the glory arising and we forget the first part of that in order for the glory of god to arise you and i must arise arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the lord is risen upon you we can't just sit back and expect god to do it all he already did it all he sent his son and jesus died on the cross And he rose from the dead Now he's still moving, he's still working Upon those that are yielded to him He's anointed us But still we have to be the ones That will stand up And we've got to be the standard And the reason I wanted to repeat that Is because I've always believed that chapter 60 Is a good reason It follows chapter 59 What does Isaiah 59 say? When the enemy comes in like a flood What's God going to do? He raises up a standard Well what is the standard? We are You read all of that Because I'm into the context of scripture You know a lot of people They just hymn haul about the scripture And they have a pretext I preach from the context And you'll have the true text And God will speak through you You don't have to add to what he's saying You better really be careful When it comes to the the days we're living in right now And the revelation of Jesus Christ If you add to what God is saying God will remove your name out of the book That's what he said He'll remove you There's a really I'm telling you You don't want to be one that speaks for him Unless he's really called you in this hour Because to much is given much will be required And wouldn't you think at the revelation of Jesus There's going to be a greater sense of requirement Absolutely he's going to require it all Everything we have But anyway back to Isaiah 59 The standard And I could really go into detail And we have before There's the redeemer The message of redemption There's the spirit of God upon his people The promise of God the word that I put in your mouth. Why, would you, why do you think it would say the word I put in your mouth? Because it's the word I put in your mouth. If it's in your mouth, you're supposed to speak it. Yeah. Amen? You got that. It's not the word that, I, that you have on your shelf collecting dust. No, it's the word that I put in your mouth. I said, set the trumpet to your mouth. Yeah. Speak my word. And be faithful at doing it. And anyway, so there's a whole lot. But ultimately, we're the standard. And they will come. The suns will come at the brightness of our rising. Secondly, now this is from the text, in verse 14 and verse 16, is they had already made up their choice in advance. Look in verse 14. Nebuchadnezzar said, Is it true that you do not serve my gods? Verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. What did they mean? They had already made up their mind. They knew whom they were serving. It wasn't a matter of an instant decision. They had already made the choice. Remember, was it uh, Joshua? As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. He didn't go back on that. Listen, you can't wait for the heat of the moment if you're going to choose to follow him or deny him. It's to, the pressure will be too great. You've got to make up your mind in advance. I'm already sold out. There's no choice. I have no reason to answer to you. Now, Shirley and I came from a different time frame like you guys, many of you. You know, there was no option. You know, sex before marriage. You know, there was just listen. We already made up our mind. I'm not saying we weren't tempted. She was the most beautiful girl I had seen in Philippi, West Virginia. I didn't know there were any other girls there, but we made up our mind. And you need to make up your mind today. It's not a matter of, you know, being old fogey or what. No. Sex before marriage is sin. You just say, we set a boundary, and we don't go any further than that. Now, you know God will forgive all of us, won't he? Because we weren't perfect in these days. Now, we were. God gave us grace. It's the grace of God. But, you know, we did stupid stuff all through our life. But God forgives, and there's mercy. But you need to set boundaries. You know, I, it's like people today... I know you remember if you've ever been over to the Billy Graham library And we've shared this You know the subject of divorce And they asked Ruth Graham Have you, Did you and Billy ever discuss divorce? You remember she said no Never We never discussed divorce Now murder, yes we discussed murder But not divorce We weren't going to go there It was no option And I want to challenge young people today Make us stand. Stand on what God said. No, we will not go there. And you'll find that God will give you grace. If you say yes to him, you'll have the power of God to obey him. He gives the grace to them whose heart is seeking to be faithful. And then the third thing is they trusted, look in verse 17, in the ability and the power of God to keep and deliver them. And this is, if that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. They knew that their fate ultimately was not in the hand of King Nebuchadnezzar. Their fate was in the hand of their God. And they trusted in God's ability to keep them. Now I debated... As to whether I should share this with you And it's part of my journey And it's a recent part If so I'm going to share it anyway Whether you think I'm crazy or not Because all you have to do is read the scripture The devil has plans Such as this But I know that there is The devil comes to steal He comes to kill He's a murderer He's a father He's a murderer and I know that we're living in a day of great deception I see it around me every day But there also is a plan of great depopulation Can I just tell you the truth? It's always been the devil's plan You, you can hear these guys speaking about how their goal Is to reduce the population of the earth Now you could look at that and say well that's just crazy men with their crazy plans Well, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So if he's come to kill, steal, and destroy, then he must be doing what he's come to do. It's only the church that can interrupt the scheduled strategy of hell because Jesus said, But I've come to give you life. Now, how do I know this is a possibility? I'd always heard about these Georgia Guidestones. I never wanted to go there I always felt like it was some new age demonic it is that and more and I never wanted to step foot on that property and I understood that there were these sketched in stone that it was somebody's plan to depopulate the earth so anyway I told Shirley let's plead the blood of Jesus and put on the full armor of God and let's go on our way to Florida we went to do the wedding you know, my nephew a few what, weeks ago. And I said, we're going to go and find the Georgia Guidestones. I want to see this for myself. Was this some made-up conspiracy, or is it some man's plan? So we pled the blood of Jesus, put on the armor of God, and it was exactly as I thought. So we walked up to this strange-looking, I don't even know how it got there. There's a time capsule there. And I walked over to the time capsule And I noticed there was no date As to when they're to open the time capsule And I told Shirley I said well maybe they didn't put the date down Because they're waiting till all these goals are fulfilled And when they're fulfilled Then they'll open But anyway I went and read in stone Do you know what the number one Now this was 40 years ago Somebody had the plan So you can call it Whatever you want to call it but somebody is up to something evil And so right at the top The goal of these I believe they're Satanists I believe they're the elite the, the, dark, the government of hell And anyway their number one plan Is to reduce the population Of the earth To 500 million people Now when I read that I thought well, Wait a minute something's not right Lord isn't there about 8 point something billion people On the planet Lord, if they reduce the population to 500 million They're going to have to come up with some pretty keen strategies In order to deceive the people That ain't going to happen That ain't going to happen anyway And I'm just telling you folks America has faced one biological weapon Now we're facing the second phase And in the number of months to come You're going to begin to see And we're going to have to be ready The devil has not been playing While the church has been playing The church has been playing church The devil has been doing what he's been Commissioned to do Steal Kill and destroy When I heard about That executive order that The man in the White House Signed My heart is to spoil the plan Pray God We just right now as the church We cast down that executive order it will not succeed that would be a great plan of destroying the the harvest and God we ask you in the name of Jesus we pull it down and I also want to get back to those guide stones who do they think there are whoever in the world sketch that in stone for all to see who do they think they are that may be their plan how do we know it's God's plan to wipe out billions of people from the planet I don't know that it is, so in the name of Jesus, we're going to pull that down as well. Are you guys with me? Who do they think they are? Who is that uncircumcised Philistine that he would taunt the armies of the living God? Much of the church is scared to death to even show up on that site. We're not afraid, and our God will listen. He'll he'll lead us in triumph. So let's just pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, then I'm going to get back to the message. Lord, I, whoever in the world wrote that 40 years ago, Lord, they, are, they had an evil plan, but God, they're not God, they're men. And they may be demons, but I thank you that our God rules and reigns, and there's a God that rules over the affairs of the, of the land. And Lord, we pray that every purpose of hell would be pulled down, every plot would be exposed, every plan would be spoiled. Lord, we stand on the finished works of Calvary. And we thank you that the blood of Jesus is the antidote. We don't have to follow what men come up with. The blood of Jesus is enough. And we prophesy that over the nations of the earth. And Lord, you know that they're setting up an image that's demanding compliance. But Lord, I pray that we'll see you lifted up in the midst of it. And the plans of the enemy will backfire God I pray that instead of a reduction of the earth population I pray God for a billion soul harvest To come forth in this hour In the name of Jesus And we thank you for it that we're part of it in Jesus name Amen You guys with me? I know I'm probably not making friends I'd rather not make friends than lose friends And there are evil plans at work You need to know all the side of the story You need to be led by the Spirit Especially in this hour Then Daniel chapter 3 verse 18 They were committed to what they believed Regardless of the price that they might have to pay And regardless of the outcome Look in verse 18 But if not Our God will deliver us but if not say but if not what if he doesn't what if he doesn't does that mean he's not God that means he surrendered his authority but if not let it be known to you O king that we do not serve your gods nor will we worship the gold image Which you've set up In other words their confidence Was in God regardless of what he did They were confident In who he was We're not to seek his hands Now it's okay We we want the hand of God But ultimately we're to seek his face And when you seek his face The hand of God is going to be All around you It will be made known to you And we know that this is who our God Even if he does not save us We will not bow I'm not going to bow Just because things don't happen the way I want them to happen How about you? You know what I mean? Things may not happen like you think they're going to happen And they probably won't Because God's ways are higher than our ways Much higher His faults are not even our thoughts, And so we, we got to trust God Whether he delivers us Or whether he does not And then the next thing is in Daniel chapter 3 verse 24-25 They knew that God was always with them Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished And he rose in haste He spoke to the counselors Remember here's what happened Let me just catch you up They threw them in to the lake of fire Well this burning fiery furnace It wasn't the lake of fire It a burning fiery furnace Might as well have been And they answered said to the king True king but look He answered he said I see four men Lucy walking in the midst of the fire And they're not hurt And the form of the fourth is like the son of God And then you can go on and you read what happened But they knew that the Lord was always with them Who do you think the fourth man was? Jesus Jesus Guess where we're going to see him You know why another reason this is called the revelation? Because he's going to reveal himself to you and me In every way we've ever dreamed of who he was, he's going to be far more than we've ever dreamed who he was. There will be a total uncovering, revealing of the Lord Jesus. The one that we fell in love with, he's going to pull the covers back, and he's going to be standing with us right in the midst of the fire. He's going to be found faithful. And they knew that the Lord would always be with them And then the last thing And this is what I will pray and wrap it up You guys still with me? Nobody? Steve you still with me? You better be man you, I need you Oh good He's interceding No I'm not I didn't even see your eyes I've been looking Oh I'm really excited about this day And I hope you are You think all this stuff caught God off guard Whoever these guys were that sketched that up in stone down in Georgia They're not God, they're men It's not the will of man, it's the will of God Maybe that's why they didn't put a date on that time capsule Because Their plans are being frustrated Because of the church of Jesus Christ You know Whatever we bind on earth is bound Whatever we loose is loosed We're going to be who we've been called to be Now here's the last point This has really Nothing to do with Daniel chapter 3 But I had lunch with a friend this week And he gave me A silver coin from the Isle of man And On that coin, on one side of it, is a knight with his spear, spearing the dragon You know what I mean? From the Isle of Man I don't know if that's heads or tails to those guys But whatever it was, it's this knight spearing this dragon And uh, I asked him why he gave it to me I mean I could look at the picture on that coin Well that sure fits You know, I want to be one of those knights in the spirit, you know, that slays the dragons. That's a part of our calling. Greater is he that's in me. But here's what he said. He said, I want you to remember three things. I'm giving you this coin. And I just heard that silver is almost at the price of gold. Is that true? Did I hear that or was that a rumor? Couldn't have been. But whatever. I thought, now this, I know that silver's going up. And the Lord said, the silver is mine and the gold is mine, so that's pretty good to me. And I thought, are you sure you want to give me something this expensive? Maybe it's only worth a dollar, I don't, I don't know. But he said, that's not why I gave it to you. He said, there are three things I want you to remember. Number one, there's the value in every moment. There's value in every moment. Every moment of your life. You may be doing something that may seem to be the most mundane But there's some value in that moment There's something That God's doing That he's saying So there's value in the moment Secondly We're to always look for the silver lining Even in what's happening today Where the enemy has come in like a flood I'm telling you there's a silver lining And the silver lining Is the standard that God is raising up Which is going to produce Isaiah chapter 60 a people that arise and shine And the glory of the Lord will cover the earth Come upon his people And the sons and the kings and the Gentiles Will come to the brightness of your rising. And then the third thing He just wanted to remind me That good always triumphs over evil Always And that, I guess that's what the picture of that, that night Stabbing, spearing the dragon Now it may not happen overnight But it will happen It's going to happen And we often say this And you know it's true too That we read the rest of the story So I know there's a lot of things unfolding in this hour I don't know what's going to happen I wish I could get up there and tell them Quit kicking the bear you stupid What are you doing? Do you know what kind of weapons they have? You don't keep kicking a bear. You can get hurt. And not only you, me and my children. So anyway, we have to keep praying. There's always going to be foolish men on the planet. The Lord spoke about things like that. But the wise are to rise up and pray And believe and trust We have more authority in this little room Than they do in the halls of Congress Far more It's not not even close They deal with the affairs On the earth We deal with affairs that are eternal And we have an eternal God So anyway That's my story And um Tonight I'm taking a group of pastors There's only six of us But there's six different churches from Wilkes County We're going to go to the mountain And just just a little pastor's getaway And then tomorrow we're leading A a, a nationwide prayer You know that old man uh, Fred Lunsford He's still alive He's 96 years old He was going to die And the Lord interrupted him And said you will not die But you shall live and you are to lead a great spiritual awakening in America He's 96 years old What can a 96 year old man do? Well he can call intercessors and pastors So anyway tomorrow is is our responsibility And I'm taking pastors and there will be others That will gather up on Lighthouse Mountain out in western It's a little town called Marble, North Carolina I've been Shirley and I We've been, we've been there We met Fred Lunsford It's quite a man, but anyway Don't lose hope God is doing things He's got some radical people You're going to meet some of them next week If you come to this woman I'm telling you You're going to meet some on fire radical You know hell is not going to get excited About what's going to happen here Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday I'm telling you, God's got his people And uh, they're doing the will of the Father. So, Lord, I thank you. God, I thank you for just, Lord, this word that you spoke. And, Lord, I thank you that you helped me. God, I thank you for what happened here Friday night, for the degree of the glory of God. Lord, I'm always amazed that when we preach your word, you always show up. You always confirm Your word never returns void. And I thank you for what you did this morning. And though I didn't feel in my own feelings, maybe the same I did Friday, Lord, I thank you. It's not our faith, it's not in our feelings. Our faith is in the word of the Lord. And so, God, I thank you that you're moving and you're raising up, like I saw on that silver coin from the Isle of Man, you're raising up true knights of the Spirit. That are wrecking havoc With the darkness of this age And Lord I thank you And I pray that for everyone in this room And everyone watching That they would be and we would be Among those who do not Back down While everyone else Is running scared That we will stand And see the salvation of our God And I thank you for it And I believe you That God Maybe our great grandfather, my grandfather, they were a part of what was called the greatest generation then. But I thank you, you're raising up a greater generation now. Even greater at the revelation of Jesus Christ because those that know their God will be strong and they will carry out great exploits. And I thank you and I trust you in Jesus name What if there's someone in this room Has never met Jesus Or someone watching online which, so I'm going to lead you in a prayer Okay And um, So just if you want to know Jesus Pray something like this And right now there's a conviction of the Holy Spirit Say dear God Just pray this out loud Dear God I need you And I believe in Jesus That he is the son of God That he died and rose from the dead I ask you to forgive me of all my sin And I turn my life over to you I call upon you As my Savior and Lord I turn from my own direction And I choose to follow you From this moment on And I thank you for saving me In Jesus name Amen.